Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. We are continuing our look at the impact the coronavirus is having on the classroom. It has been uh, a frequent focus of our attention and time here on KSL News Radio for the past uh, number of weeks and months as students have uh, prepared to return to the classroom and as teachers have. Uh, made uh, arrangements and accommodations and voiced their concerns. And as administrators uh, and school leaders have laid out plans for how to return education uh, to the lives of students across this great state and the country, I have admittedly been uh, a loud voice, a loud proponent for the importance of getting back into the classroom. I, I, I was an okay student. <laughs> but I think most of what I got from school came from the social elements, right? Uh, dealing with problems and working out conflict and resolving uh, differences, such like that. Uh, and the learning, yeah, maybe some of it some of it happened, maybe. I don't know. You heard me uh, just in the last segment before the commercial break tell that English teacher that I, instead of reading the full book, would often uh, purchase the Cliff's Notes. Uh, so I wasn't the greatest student, uh, but socially I very much enjoyed uh, school, and I think it did well for me. And so you've heard me uh, loudly uh, shouting uh, what I view as the importance of getting into the classroom. Now, I understand 100% that that is not the right decision for everyone. It's not the right decision for every school district. In fact, uh, we know the Salt Lake School District is still uh, out of the classroom. And when they return to studies on September 8th, uh, they'll be doing so exclusively remotely for at least uh, the first term. And that is, uh, that's, uh, interestingly enough, uh, the norm around the country. There is uh, more remote learning happening uh, than not. And that brings me uh, to this next conversation uh, with a young student, a senior at Alta High School. Uh, my guest is Emily Erickson. Uh, Emily, how are you? Excellently. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. I'm happy to be speaking to you. You, uh, Emily, are a Bank of America student leader. You, uh, after the culmination of last school year, over the summer, uh, you participated in a, uh, a student leader internship uh, presented and put together by Bank of America. Will you, before we get into the, the tips you'd like to share with folks, well, well, tell us about this internship. Uh, absolutely. So the Bank of America Student Leaders Program is generally a physical internship. It's eight weeks long generally, and seven weeks are spent working 40 hours a week at a local business or nonprofit organization um, and helping them with what they need to get done. And one week is spent in Washington, D.C., learning about policymaking and civic duties and how we can serve our communities. 
that this year, because of corona, it was moved online. Uh, and so all of the work we did, uh, both at a local level and national level, was conducted through Zoom meetings and online webinars, and it was a completely new format this year. But it ended up working out well. Yeah, and you got a lot from that. Yeah, absolutely. I had so many wonderful opportunities. Uh, the Utah group of student leaders got to work with a nonprofit called Junior Achievement, which uh, has campaigns uh, which are presented to younger kids like in elementary and middle schools uh, for financial literacy and entrepreneurship. And we got to work with them on their social media campaigns and then also reconnecting with past alumni of the program. And that was such a valuable opportunity. Mm. And, I mean, it worked out really well online, too. Yeah. And, and online, that's where, that's where you have done the, the, the bulk of your learning over the past uh, little while here. And you, as you've analyzed uh, your, your own experience, your own successes, uh, some trial and error, you have uh, come up with uh, some strategies. You've got a list of strategies that have worked for you and you think would be helpful to, to others. Is that right? Yep. Talk to me about uh, time, about uh, making sure that you are wisely using your time. Yeah, that's a really hard thing for some students to do. I know when you're managing yourself, really, and what time you get things done and turn things in. Uh, the biggest tip I would give for students in managing their own time is having an agenda going into each and every day. I know I like to wake up really early in the morning and just get a piece of paper and write down the three or four uh, key things which I need to get done for the day, um, and then I work through those. I, I like to start early, but then I just like to work through those and then finish them as quickly as possible. And then if I'm feeling motivated, I'll do more studies or extension work, um, but at least I know that I got the big things out of the way early on, but and that so kind of keeps me motivated. It's so, it's so easy at home to be distracted. For, for example, I, myself, I have been uh, hosting this radio program for the past uh, like five or six months. I've been doing so from home. And on the commercial breaks, when I should be preparing for the next segment and studying up real quickly, I can easily run into my kitchen and grab something to eat or I can you know, have a conversation with my family living here at home. How do you – and I think it has been to my detriment. I don't think that I've been learning as much as I should. How are you able to, to combat those temptations to uh, just kind of meander around the house? when you ought to be learning, working on your three or four important objectives. Yeah, that's definitely something I've had to work on. But what I found has really worked for me is actually just getting up early in the morning, uh, even before my parents are awake, and starting on my tasks for the day. Um, also, I've kind of had conversations with my parents, like when I'm taking a test or working on an important paper. Uh, they try to keep their noise down and help me out with that. Another thing that I've done which has really helped me is actually going to different places, um, be it outside, just on a bench somewhere, or uh, I, I, there's a gym that I like to go to, and they just have a quiet spot in the hallway where I've worked a lot, and that kind of helps me to stay focused on the work that I need to get done. Mm, well, that's pretty good. Uh, you, you, you sound sharp. What's next for you in life? Sorry, can you repeat that? I, I said you, you, you sound like a sharp, uh, squared-away young woman. You, you have uh, college plans, or what's next for you in life? Yeah, Corona has kind of made me reconsider what I want to do with my life. Uh, one of my goals has always been to graduate from college debt-free, um, and I'm hoping in applying for schools that I can get it paid for or get a scholarship that's sufficient. 
Um, but I'd really, really like to go into business optimization and possibly finance. Wow, that is ambitious. Uh, what what, uh, what leads you in that direction? Well, actually, I take classes at a local uh, gym uh, that teaches like aerial arts classes, mm. and. I always watched the teacher, you know, she was talking to the people who were like instructors and who were the landlords and seeing kind of how uh, she ran her own business and was an entrepreneur. And I started looking at the elements which made the business successful or which could lead to it going out of business eventually. And it made me think, wow, that would be a really fun career looking into a business's needs and operations and optimizing them so that they can continue to be successful and provide value to their communities. Well, I'm impressed. So we've been speaking with uh, Emily Erickson, Alta High School senior, uh, has a, a long list of tips for you if you uh, are learning from home. And if I'm honest, as I read through these tips that uh, were shared with me and you've shared with me on the air here, uh, there are things that I can apply to my own life here. And so anyone listening, if you're working from home, uh, this young student here has some tips that are not only applicable to students, but to us as well. And as she goes on about business optimization and her plans for the future, uh, let me just put in a word now, Emily. <laughs> if things don't work out for me on this radio show you think that maybe you'd hire me someday <laughs> absolutely that's great all right uh, very good uh, an impressive young woman emily erickson thanks again for your time uh, best of luck in your schooling and best of luck uh, with whatever decisions you make in the the, the future uh, all right uh, very good so uh impressive young lady huh we're gonna take a break here in a moment and when we come back we're going to have a conversation uh, with a friend of the program, Shane Stewart. You know his name. Uh, you know his expertise. He, with DMBA, is a certified financial planner. We, throughout the program and throughout the past number of weeks, have been uh, looking at some of uh, the interesting and unexpected occurrences to come as a result of the, the coronavirus. And one of them is that there is a pretty healthy sector of the population who has enjoyed some remarkably strong personal finances. Yeah, personal finances for many uh, have been strengthened by the coronavirus. How is that possibly true? We'll find out next on Live Mike. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.